Good morning, dear Sangha. Today is uh, the 16th of July, 2014. We are in the still water meditation hall of the Upper Hamlet Plum Village during our summer opening. Today we have uh, questions and answers. And the children will have a chance to ask a few questions. And then uh, the teenagers and the young adults are invited to ask their questions. And after that, we will have plenty of time for the rest of us to ask questions. There are a few questions that have been written down here. So from time to time, we will read one of these uh, questions. The children will be welcome to stay in the beginning. After that, you may like to go out and play and practice. This, uh, this uh, retreat, this summer opening is, uh, is not uh, a, Buddhist, uh, a course on Buddhism. It's, uh, a, uh, it is an opportunity for us to practice. Practice walking, sitting, taking care of our body, our feelings. So don't ask questions about Buddhism. Ask questions about your practice. A question that has to do with our suffering, our happiness, our experiences of the practice, our difficulties in the practice. And we know that a good question can benefit many people. So we have to ask the real question, the question of our heart, the question that has been there in our heart for a long time. This is an opportunity. So we, uh, those of us who have uh, such a question are invited to come up here and sit around. Thank you. It's very beautiful from here. The Sangha is beautiful. And uh, we know that a good question does not have to be very long. And uh, if uh, you speak a kind of language that Thay does not understand, then you have to bring your own uh, translator. (laughs) The teenagers are encouraged to come. The children will have uh, time to ask about three or four questions. We like to have uh, teenagers to ask their questions. This is a very happy moment.
the practice in a tradition of plumage before you ask a question. You listen to the bell and you breathe with everyone three times to calm yourself before you ask the question. And the whole Sangha will breathe with you and support you. Coming. And we should, uh, during the whole time, we should be able to observe our breathing, our feelings, and so on. I don't know whether during the time you watch the World Cup, uh, you uh, observe your feelings in your body and your feelings uh, or not. If I had come, I would do so. I will observe my feelings and observe the feelings of other people around me and do not allow anything to, to pull me away from the joyful uh, uh, atmosphere of the Sangha. Did you watch the World Cup? Did you observe your feelings? <laughs> okay, now, uh, Shutan, you can begin. Sit there and listen to the bell and enjoy breathing. This is a very difficult question. <laughs> Suppose uh, you look uh, into the sky, look up into the sky and you see a beautiful cloud. And you like the cloud so much. And suddenly the cloud is no longer there. and you think that the cloud has passed away. Where is my beloved cloud now? I want to, to know. So if you have uh, time to, uh, to reflect, to look, you see that the cloud has not died. 
has not passed away. The cloud has become the rain. So if uh, we are lucky, we can see the cloud in her new form, which is the rain. And when you look at the rain, you see your cloud. And when you drink your tea, mindfully, and you can see your, the rain in your tea, and your cloud in your tea. So the cloud has not died, and you can see, hello, my cloud, I know you have not died. You are still alive in a new form. So doggy is the same. Doggy has not died. Doggy has become something. And if you look very deeply, you can see Doggy in her in his uh, uh, in his new form. Because nothing can die, including our dog. It just uh, changed the form and become something else, like a cloud. So please uh, think about that. Meditate. And then you will not be sad anymore. For those of us who have a friend, or a member of the family who has passed away, uh, sadness is there. But if you look deeply, we see that that person hasn't really died. That person continues always, but we have to look to find out the new, the new form, the new appearance of that. So when, if you can recognize uh, your cloud in, in the rain or in the tea, you can also recognize the continuation of the person who has passed away. And maybe that person is still very close to you, or even inside of you. So this is why Buddhist meditation can help us. It helps us to, to, to dissolve that kind of sadness in you when you feel that you have lost something very close to you. Okay? That question has benefited many of us. things you can do. Many, many things you can do. One of these things uh, is you go to your mother and you say, Mommy, 
there is a cake in a refrigerator. This is a, a very famous uh, mantra of Plum Village. <laughs> when your mother is angry or your father is angry and the atmosphere in a family is unbearable, then you, you can go and pronounce the mantra. Daddy or mommy, there is a cake in the refrigerator. It means that, uh, it means secretly that, Mommy, I suffer. I don't like to see you angry. I don't like to see the atmosphere in the house heavy like that. It means, it means that. So that is a kind of, of reminding your mother that if she is angry, she is um, making the... Uh, the atmosphere of the house heavy uh, that make uh, you unhappy also and your father unhappy also. It's a nice way of reminding her, mother, don't be, mommy, don't be angry. Don't make, uh, don't make the whole family suffer. And then your mother will understand right away. You don't say, mother, don't be angry. You don't say that. You just say, Mommy, there is a cake in a refrigerator. <laughs> and she will understand. And she will wake up and she said, Oh, I am making my daughter suffer. I should not do that. So she will try to smile and she say, yeah. And she will say, That's right. Why don't you go to the garden and uh, arrange uh, if, uh, the table there and a few shares, mother will bring the cake out and invite daddy to come and have uh, the cake with some uh, drink. And she will say that like that. And suddenly the atmosphere in the family becomes very light. Mother is no longer angry and father will join you in the, in the backyard having a piece of cake. So this is uh, one of the things you can, you can do. Next time when mom, mommy or daddy is angry, and make um, father, uh, daddy, uh, mommy uh, suffer, you can pronounce that uh, mantra. Remember? Mom, there is a, it seems that there is a cake in a refrigerator. It works very well. And uh, you ask, what if there is no cake in a refrigerator? Never mind, because mommy is very talented. Even if there is no cake, she will find out something. So don't worry about it. So this is one of the many things you can do when the atmosphere in the family is, uh, is not very joyful. Thank you for asking the question. Stay calm when I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. Yeah. 
Annoyed because of what? You are annoyed because of what? When someone stole my idea. 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 Let's see, Dave. Well, when, when someone uh, stole your ideas, <laughs> it means that you have good ideas, <laughs> beautiful ideas. Otherwise, they, they wouldn't think of stealing them. <laughs> so you should re- rejoice that you can produce beautiful, nice ideas that instead of uh, being annoyed, uh, you can be very glad. You are capable of producing nice ideas and they don't have these ideas so they, they, they take it from you. That's good. From time to time you get bored. You don't, you don't know what to do in order to be more joyful. But that happened to everyone. Sometimes we turn on the television, sometimes we uh, go and play uh, electronic games. We, we go on to something exciting so that we stop being bored. And that is uh, something very uh, usual for everyone. But in uh, Plum Village, we have a way of uh, getting out of boredom. Uh, that is mindfulness. Uh, when you breathe in and out mindfully, you know there are many things that are wonderful. Uh, you remember uh, the happy moments that you have uh, spent yesterday or before yesterday. And if you remember them, you may be able to reproduce them these moments in the here and the now. Uh, there are many good things that are there. Like uh, you have a young body. You can jump, you can run. There are those of us who do not have a young body. So you have a body that is, uh, that is still very... Um, young, uh, very healthy. So to remember that you have a body that is young and healthy, you can jump, you can run, you can uh, play, that is a good thing. And uh, if you remember that, uh, joy will come. Joy will come. And there are many things like that that you can remember. You have a mother, a loving mother. She takes care of you and she, she provides you with everything you need. In a world, there are so many children 
who do not have a mother. They are orphans. They have to go and beg for food, for drink. And you, you have a mother taking care of everything. So if you remember that, uh, happy, happiness will come right away. And uh, you know that uh, you have uh, friends and you can play with them. And there are children in the world who don't have any friends. They have lost their mother, their father, their brother. And when you remember that, you feel that you are very lucky. So that kind of remembrance we call mindfulness. With the practice of mindfulness, we can, we can, we can remember many things that can make us happy. And that is why we can produce joy and happiness at any time we want, if we know how to practice mindfulness. And this is a, this is a kind of training. We have to learn how to do it, to practice mindful breathing, mindful walking, and uh, recognize that we are very lucky. We have so many things that other people, other children do not have. So when you, when, you, when, you, when you see that you are very lucky, that many other children in the world suffer, uh, then compassion is born in your heart. You want to do something to help other children not to suffer too much. You see, uh, what I can do in order to, to help a child in Africa to suffer less, what I can do in order to help a child in uh, 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 Asia uh, to suffer less. Because their children, uh, when they are sick, they don't have the money to buy medicines. So when you think like that, you remember like that, compassion is born in your heart and you want to do something. Maybe you have, uh, you will consume less, you eat less ice cream. Uh, and save some money to, 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 to send to these children uh, who are hungry in the world. So these things bring a lot of happiness. And there are many ways to, to deal with uh, boredom. This is a very young um, practitioner of meditation. <laughs> Say it again. You don't know, you don't know, so you have to guess, right? You guess. And uh, 
and uh, when you when you guess, you you are not entirely sure that you you are right. That is very important. Uh, you are not too sure of your of uh, your knowledge, so you guess. And it's very nice because uh, guessing means that I'm not sure. I'm not too sure of anything. Uh, I'm only guessing, so I open. I'm open uh, to 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 any kind of understanding. Maybe you can help me to to understand what it is uh, really there. So that is guessing. Guessing means uh, you try to to understand. Uh, you might you might understand, or you might not really understand. That's a guessing. Thank you. <laughs> now the children can uh, stand up and and salute to the Sangha and go out. It's amazing that children ask questions uh, on the realm of uh, metaphysics, psychology, and philology. Guessing, that's uh, philology. Practice the, uh, the the fourth mindfulness training. You practice uh, the fourth mindfulness training about uh, loving speech and deep listening. The fourth mindfulness training give you instructions as how to speak and how to listen. You know that uh, in Plum Village we have uh, a meditation called. Uh, Telephone meditation. Before you make a phone call, you practice uh, mindful breathing with a verse that goes uh, like this. Uh, Words can travel thousands of miles and they can build uh, more mutual understanding and friendship. I vow that uh, everything I, I say will be beautiful, like uh, flowers and embroideries, so that I can make uh, myself and the other person happy. So you breathe in and out uh, two times, reciting that, uh, that uh, verse in an 
to prepare yourself for practicing uh, right speech. What you are going to say is full, to be full of understanding and compassion. Not only for that person, but for everyone, including myself. So this is a practice of mindfulness of uh, speaking. And then uh, you make, uh, you compose the number and you listen. And when the bell, uh, the telephone rings on the other end, if the other person is also a practitioner, she will not uh, answer right away. <laughs> because uh, the telephone ring serves as a bell of mindfulness. Because uh, every time the telephone rings, it creates a kind of vibration in us. Who is calling? Good news or bad news? So that creates something not very peaceful. A little bit of uh, anxiety uh, in, in that. So if you practice telephone meditation, you don't answer right away after the first uh, ring. You practice mindful breathing to calm yourself. And uh, the, the other person who is calling, they understand. They know that you are a practitioner. So they don't expect that you answer right away after the first ring. They will be more patient. And they will say, wow, the other person is breathing, why not me? So both of you are breathing in and out. It's very beautiful. Both of you are practicing peace. Imagine on the two ends of the line. The two friends are breathing in and out and calm themselves. And if you you breathe and you calm yourself like that, the quality of conversation will be good. Uh, that is uh, what we call uh, telephone meditation. And when you talk to another person, um, you can listen. Uh, in such a way that make the other person suffer less. Uh, you talk about useful things, and the purpose of your talk is uh, to improve uh, the quality of relationship between you and the other person. And by talking like that, you can water the seeds of understanding and compassion in the other person. And at the same time, you water the seed of uh, compassion and understanding in you. So, uh, telephone meditation is uh, very helpful. And uh, if uh, if uh, you practice mindfulness of listening and and uh, and speaking, you notice whether we are judging or not. We are talking about fault of other people or not. You are criticizing, criticizing or not. So when there is, a, when we notice that there is a, that kind of uh, of uh, discrimination and judgment uh, happening, we know that we are not really practicing right speech, and we stop. Thanks to mindfulness. What? Because I have vowed already before I make the telephone call that. Everything I will say will build up more 
mutual understanding and compassion and not opposite. So uh, next time when you when you when you talk through the telephone, uh, try uh, to breathe and uh, uh, recite that kind of uh, that verse. Or uh, if you talk directly to your friend, uh, remember that uh, right speech, loving speech, can create a lot of happiness. And you don't spend your time uh, creating um, the negative things because time is so precious. And if you know how to make good use of your time, then what you say will be in the direction of right speech. You will make people suffer less, make you suffer less, and create more compassion and understanding in the other person. It's a very beautiful practice. And we need to train ourselves. Uh, because uh, with uh, right speech, with uh, speech full of compassion and understanding, we can help so many people to stop suffering and to begin rejoice. Because we can, we can give them more confidence, uh, more compassion, more joy, just by talking to them. reputation or bad reputation? <laughs> I think that uh, misunderstanding is uh, a daily problem of everyone. Not only the other person misunderstand us, but we misunderstand ourselves also. We don't know exactly what we are and how we expect the other person can know exactly what we are. We have to be humble. If uh, we do not have the time to observe ourselves, we will not understand who we are and our own value. We don't see our strengths and our weaknesses. So we have a wrong perception about ourselves. And then we want the other person have a good perception, a correct perception on us. This is difficult. So we have to to listen to our feelings, perceptions, and body and consciousness in order to really understand ourselves. We have to see our... uh, our strengths and our weaknesses. And you can see the strength, strength and weaknesses that have transmitted to us by our father, mother and ancestors. So understanding self is very important. And after that, 
you can begin to understand the other person. If you don't understand yourself, it's hard. It's difficult to understand the other person. So don't do not trust uh, your perception too much. Do not judge. Do not um, criticize so quickly. Uh, in a relationship, we have to help each other in the practice. We have to be humble. <coughs> Darling, I know I have understood myself completely. So if you have remarked something, please tell me. Because I need help so that I can understand myself better. Because I know that if I don't understand myself, I cannot understand you. So please help me. So that is uh, an attitude of openness. And uh, the other person may, <coughs> may help you. And in order not to hurt your feeling, he or she will use a loving speech trying to tell you the truth and always say that that is my 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 what I see but I'm not so sure if I if I'm wrong please correct me so that kind of speech will not hurt you you see in him or in her a friend helping you to understand and not someone criticizing you And if uh, he has uh, emitted a view that you don't think that to be correct, you can help him to understand. Mm. Sometimes he did not want to, he didn't mean to that, but the other person think that we really mean it. So we have to help him or help her. So understanding self will help us to understand the other person. And loving speech and deep listening help uh, both uh, to, uh, to, to understand better self and the other person. And if there is a mutual understanding, there is a good communication, and happiness is possible, the relationship can last longer. I think... Uh, I think uh, in a relationship, especially before you get married, it's very important to find out about the other person. And especially um, the deepest desire of the other person. Because uh, each of us has a deep desire. We want to do something with our life. And it's very important to know the other person, the volition, the motivation that he or she has in the depth of his heart. If you don't understand that motivation, that deepest desire in him or in her, you cannot uh, support him or her and live with him or her for all your life. So a young young, two young friends, I have to have to talk about um, that uh, the deepest uh, motivation in each person, 
And if you see that you you are willing to support him or her in realizing that kind of motivation, and you are you'll be a real friend, a supporter, and that is uh, cons- that will consolidate the relationship and make uh, um, happiness uh, last for a long time. And you have to tell him or her also of your deepest motivation. Your deepest motivation is not yet is not just to to earn enough money to buy anything you like or to have some fame or, or power but to do something beautiful, meaningful with your life. You have to tell him about that to see whether he's uh, ready to support you all his life for that. I think that is very important, communication. Uh, we can talk about many things, but these are the things we should we should talk first. It's most important. The, the deepest desire in each other. And uh, I think uh, before you make a deep uh, commitment to a person, you have to find out all these things and make sure that, uh, that uh, mutual understanding will be possible. Uh, the other person should have uh, the capacity to listen to you. If uh, he cut, he interrupts you all the time, he does not un- he does not have the capacity of listening to you. You know that he go- he's going to make you suffer all your life because he does not have that kind of uh, capacity to listen and to understand. Even if he's a uh, 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 he he he, uh, he is handsome. He has uh, uh, a high occupation uh, position in society. But if he does not have that kind of uh, capacity to understand and to listen, and then it's the wrong person for you. Uh, uh, and that is why we have to train ourselves in the art of deep listening. And if we we know how to listen and to understand, we are capable of making the other person happy by all his life. So on one part, you cultivate that. On the other part, you help the other person to cultivate that. (coughs) Have I, have they, has they uh, answered the question yet? (laughs) <laughs> Good enough. Uh, thank you. Teaching has uh, helped Thay a lot. He has learned. He is uh, he's very grateful that he ha- has had the opportunity to learn the teaching of the Buddha 
in order to be more open, more tolerant, more compassionate. What I appreciate uh, the most in the Buddhist teaching is uh, the non, the, the, the practice of non-discrimination, the practice of openness, the practice of not to be attached to a view, not to be dogmatic. And thanks to that, uh, Thay has got a lot of uh, freedom. Freedom from dogma, freedom from views, and from prejudices. And uh, he wants to, uh, to share that practice with many people, as many people as possible. And he noticed that uh, many people, including very young ones, have profited from this uh, practice and teaching, and have reconciled themselves with their parents, with their partners. Uh, if uh, we, have, we cultivate the spirit of uh, non-discrimination, um, tolerance, openness, we can reduce uh, the amount of war and conflict in the world. And uh, every time there is a person who, um, who is ready to receive the five mindfulness trainings and put into the practice, the practice of five trainings, he is very happy because uh, he knows that uh, if you live according to the five trainings, you will suffer much less. You have, you have the chance to, to, to have more joy and happiness uh, and love. So that is uh, the motivation, um, the energy that uh, helps they um, keep uh, going, sharing this practice, even if he is he's, uh, not, he's now not uh, very young anymore. But he's still very young in spirit. Which one? Which profession? It's very good to hear 
to hear uh, such a question because uh, the willingness, the desire to help people to suffer less is uh, the characteristic of a bodhisattva, a great being. You do not live just for yourself, but you live uh, for other people. You want to help other people suffer less and experience uh, joy and happiness. Uh, anything you do in your daily life can help people suffer less, even when you breathe or when you walk. When you breathe mindfully and enjoy your breathing, you create joy and peace. And when you walk uh, mindfully, you create uh, freedom and joy. And that is already a gift for the world. If everyone in the, in the world breathes like that and walk like that, the world will, be, will have a lot of peace and happiness. So you set an example. You do it by yourself. You don't ask other people to do it. You do it by yourself first. Uh, transformation and healing uh, begin with yourself. Uh, when you have a feeling of pain and sorrow, and if you know how to embrace it and suffer less, uh, you do it not only for yourself, but you do it for all of us. Imagine a, a tree, a pine tree standing on the yard. The tree asks, Dear Thayde Sangha, what can I do in order to help the world to suffer less? And then the answer will be, My dear pine tree, what you can do to help us is to be a beautiful tree. Solid, green, because when a tree is a beautiful tree, healthy, the world has a lot of hope. If a tree is less than a tree, and then the world will be in trouble. So you, if you take good care of you, if you can make you healthy and joyful and compassionate, you are already help all of us. You don't need uh, 10 or 20 years more in order to be helpful. And that is the practice of being peace, being joy. And the practice of doing is based on the practice of being. You are peace, and you do peace later. Everything you do on the ground of being peace uh, will be for peace. So you set an example. You take good care of yourself. And I'm sure that in the future, or right, right now, even right now, you, you can help so many people. Uh, do not, uh, do not uh, set a line separating you and the world. What you can do for you, you do for the world. And what you can do for the world, you do for you. And peace is possible. Joy is possible with every step, with every breath.
She has a, a very great suffering because she was sexually abused when she was young by a member of her family. And she's already trying to calm this suffering, but it's, uh, it's too big and she doesn't know how to heal the suffering so that uh, it's completely gone. And because of this suffering, she's not able to be truly happy, truly joyful. And she wonders, does she need to go to a psychotherapist uh, or a psychiatrist in order to heal? Because she's been practicing already for a long time. It's good to go to a psychiatrist or a therapist. But... Uh, it's better to be in a good environment. If, uh, if we can find ourselves in a good environment where there is uh, brotherhood, sisterhood, understanding and compassion, we will heal more quickly. We'll be reminded that the suffering of the past is already uh, what happened in the past is no longer there. And we should not be imprisoned by the experience of the past. Now we have uh, grown up. We can defend ourselves. Uh, uh, we can get in touch with the wonderful, refreshing and healing elements of life in order to nourish us. Uh, the person should be reminded by member of the Sangha in order to do that. Uh, even if you still bear a wound in yourself, it's still possible for you to get in touch with the wonderful, refreshing and healing elements of life that are available in the here and the now. And uh, the wound, the suffering of the past, can also serve as, uh, as something useful. It makes you compassionate. Uh, if you uh, make the vow um, to practice uh, in order to help prevent uh, children from being abused, and then that kind of aspiration, that kind of uh, goodwill will help contribute to, contribute to the healing. So Thay has witnessed uh, the case of, uh, uh, of, uh, of people who have been abused. And uh, the Sangha had uh, to be patient. The Sangha has to, to, to help remind that person of the right practice, not to go back always to the past and ruminate the suffering of the past, but trying to get out to the present moment in order to be embraced by the wonders of life in the present moment. Uh, where there is a brotherhood, sisterhood, and the healing can take place.
so uh, a good environment is uh, is very important and the practice of mindfulness will help a lot because it it uh, it uh, the practice of mindfulness help you to get out of the past and to try to be in the present in the present there are so many wonderful things there is a brotherhood sisterhood the light the trees the beauty of nature uh, the capacity to help serve people and help people suffer less so there are many things that can help heal you uh, if you know how to get in touch Depends on uh, on the way you say it. It is always possible to say happiness is here and now. Because in uh, overdeveloped countries, there are many rich people. There are so many rich people. They have a lot of money, big house, big cars, plenty of power and fame, and yet they are not happy. Not only the poor people are suffer, but the rich people suffer also. Many of them commit suicide. So to both of them, to the rich person and to the poor person, you can say, this is a wonderful moment, this is a happy moment. Provided that we know how to how to find out to be still alive is something positive. To have something to eat even if uh, once a day still you are lucky enough. You are not in prison, you are not being killed and maimed. So if you compare, you, you still see that uh, you are still have, uh, lucky luckier than many other people. So there is a practice of um, of um, tituk. No, tituk means uh, I have enough. That is enough to make me happy. So uh, you don't need a lot in order to be happy. 
I have seen many poor people in uh, countries like uh, Vietnam, uh, India, Malaysia, Philippines. They are poor. And they laugh all day. They laugh all day. One day I saw a, 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 a person who, who drive a rickshaw carrying a transporting a, a, a guest, a client, and they bump to each other's, uh, and instead of shouting, they just laugh and go away. That, that is a very nice way. They, they do not allow anger to overwhelm them. They know that the other person did not have the intention to, uh, to cause that. It's only uh, uh, incident, so they take life uh, lightly like that. And their way, they they see that it's stupid to to get into a fight just because of that. So both of them laugh and continue uh, to go their way. So it's not uh, true that when you have more money, you suffer less. That when you are poor, you cannot be happy. If you can recognize that there are still conditions of your happiness, still, uh, like uh, you have a body that is not maimed, so you practice as a doctor, um, and you see that you are happy, that you still have the chance to help uh, people who suffer. And if you have happiness like that, uh, you will you will offer that to the people who come to you and you can say dear friend you are still very lucky there are many people who, who suffer much much more you are deprived of everything so rejoice this is a happy moment and he will she will agree with you Everyone needs love. <coughs> even Jesus Christ, even uh, the Buddha. Uh, without love, we cannot uh, continue. So don't discriminate, discriminate against yourself. You need love. 
So you deserve love. Everyone deserves love. If you go deeper, you see that you are made of non-you elements. You are not a separate entity. You are the continuation of your father, your mother, your ancestors. And they all of them need love. So why do you deprive them with love? They are in you. All your ancestors are still alive in every cell of your body. Maybe during their lifetime they have not got enough love. And now you have a chance to encounter the practice of love. And you have to offer them love by loving yourself. When you take care of yourself, you take care of your, all your ancestors in you. So uh, the, that is the insight of no self. You are not a separate entity. You are the continuation of your ancestors, your parents. And if you know how to take care of yourself, you love yourself. You take care of your parents and your ancestors in you. It's a very kind of you to offer love to all your ancestors. And why you do that, uh, you are also kind to everyone else. Because uh, they know that you are taking care of yourself. And they want to be like you. They want to take care of yourself the way you do. You set an example. So by loving yourself, you love other people. You love all of us. That is the, something you can see in the light of no self. The best, uh, the best way to be with people is to be with yourself. And that is the teaching of a sutra for the better way to, to live alone. It's a wonderful teaching of the Buddha. When you spend time uh, socializing, when you spend time with other people, you might lose yourself and you don't have much in order to offer them so you you need the time to be alone in order to enrich yourself uh, in this practice we should be alone we should not uh, run after something you should not always longing for something. 
in the future or in the past. You have to be established in the here and the now in order to get the nourishment and healing that we need. And that is the practice of mindfulness. Mm, to be with your body, to be with your feelings, to be with your perceptions, to take care of them. That is the basic practice in order to be with other people. If you don't do that, even if you spend 24 hours with other people, that's not true uh, relationship. So learning to live alone, to go back to your body, your feelings, your perceptions, your suffering, your happiness, and take care of them, nourish them. And then you have something to offer us. And before you tell us something, uh, you do something to help us, you already uh, offer us many things. Because you have a good practice. You know how to walk, how to breathe, uh, how to be peaceful. And you are already offering us a lot of things. And even if you don't say anything, you communicate very well. Uh, in a Sangha, uh, you need to contribute to the well-being of the Sangha. You have to contribute uh, to the spirit of brotherhood, sisterhood, the energy of peace and mindfulness and compassion. And if you spend all your time talking and playing, you cannot cultivate these things. So if you spend your time cultivating mindfulness, peace, brotherhood, and then you are offering more than those who are busy socializing. So with that kind of, um, of uh, insight, you don't have any complex. And, and you don't have to be shy anymore because you are doing your best. And that is what I practice. Thai practice. It works very well. So please uh, be confident in the practice of mindfulness. Go home to yourself. Take good care of yourself. Don't, don't have to worry about uh, people. Uh, they will recognize you as a, a good element, a positive element of the Sangha. They will appreciate your presence. spend time with uh, many other people, she will get tired and she will alone. And that is the moment when you have to be there for her. 
because uh, any one of us, every one of us has uh, that feeling of loneliness inside. And uh, it is that feeling of uh, vacuum, uh, being empty, free time, in order to make us beautiful, happy, peaceful, compassionate. And the world will need us. The world needs our presence. Please think about that. Change your way, change your view. Uh, the other person needs help. And you need help also. And you can help yourself. The Sangha has time for us to rest a little bit before we do walk and meditation together. Walk in such a way that make the kingdom of God available in the here and the now.